You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. So today on Technopod, we're going to story you on the way to select which laptop is going to work for you during this work from home period. Yeah, just see Shopee ranking lah. I mean, you could always do that too. That's always an option as well. Thank you for that, Kat. <laughs> She's not exactly wrong, uh, but yeah, we're going to um, give you guys a little bit of like insight and guide of what kind of like laptops that you guys going to purchase. And there are a couple of, like categories that we already sorted out for you guys. Based on your budget and your needs. First off, like what kind of laptop that you guys preferly like? So yeah, I tend to think of this in like three different schools of thought. Like, uh, am I actually using this laptop to game, or am I using this laptop as a student? You know, I'm doing light, maybe word work, or if I'm a working professional, you know, I need a working professional grade laptop. So. Under each of these three categories, being gaming, work, as well as being a student and studying, we have a couple of recommendations that we've kind of vetted through to see which of these are going to work the best for you in your situation. Now, starting off with the gaming side of things, because you know me, I'm a huge gamer, and uh, I would like to actually bring one of my biggest recommendations all the way to the front, and this is the ASUS Zephyrus G13, G14, G15, and even the new ASUS G15, which is from the same family line. All of these laptops are the absolute pinnacle of performance that you can get in the form of a laptop. Now, why do I say that? All of these laptops come sporting the new Ryzen 9 5900HS. That is the top-of-the-line processor in terms of a mobile CPU, a mobile core processing unit. Now, why is this processor so good? Because even despite the fact that it is an eight-core device that helps you chew through all of your daily work in like mere seconds. This thing also consumes only 35 watts of power. So it's a very low wattage chip. So, oh, we love that eco-friendly. Oh yeah, of course. We love to keep the world green. And uh, the, the reason why this is something that's really significant is because in the laptop space, it's always been a high amount of processing done for a high amount of wattage that's been output. And that creates more heat. That kind of forces your the fans in your laptop to spin up. And then you're exactly. in a work call and out of nowhere, you hear a jet taking off. And okay, uh, yeah. we want to avoid those kind of situations, you know. Um, so hence why this uh, new grade of mobile CPUs have really made a difference to the laptop market. So when it comes to like gaming laptops, right? What kind of like performance that we can expect like like a certain titles, for example. So yeah, um, let's just quickly cover through a lot of the topics of uh, games that are played here in Malaysia. You have Dota 2, CSGO, Overwatch, uh, Genshin Impact, and even titles such as PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds oh God, or PUBG. <laughs> and um, the idea of this 5900HS is because it's a really strong CPU and all of these are really CPU-intensive games. This is going to give you in the upwards range of like 100 frames per second. So that display that only displays 60 or 144 hertz is going to be perfectly fine because all of these laptops that we just mentioned, all of these Zephyrus lines of laptops, all of them also come with either a 20 or 30 series NVIDIA graphics card. And that thing is very easily capable of high frame rate 1080p games. And mind you, all of these laptops do come in a 1080p option while also being available in a 2K option, a 1440p option as well. So the combination of the CPUs available right now and even the graphics cards that are built into these laptops are there to meet the high refresh rate or high FPS environment 
for all of these esports titles that we choose to play here right now. With that said though, I have not left the budget market hanging. Those three laptops that I just mentioned, along with the new Razer Blade 14, which hopefully will be out by the time the podcast is live, is actually some of the most higher-end laptops. They're in the range of six, seven, eight thousand ringgit. Let's be frank, nobody wants to spend that much money on a paperweight. So let's also kind of tackle the budget side of the market as well. In the budget side of the market, there is no greater competitor than the Acer Nitro 5. Now, this is one of Acer's newest products and the great thing is it's launched here in Malaysia as of very, very recently. So you're going to find ample stock of this laptop all over the country. And uh, this laptop sporting a 16 series graphics card as well as a four core CPU is arguably the best bang for buck that you're going to get in Malaysia right now. And uh, I say this with the market being completely haywire right now and mining still being a thing and graphics card being completely unavailable. Now, that is kind of the idea if you're going to look at the high-end market for gaming as well as the budget market for gaming. Now, unfortunately, I cannot advise on the lower end as well as the ultra-budget style market because at that point, you're no longer going to be able to play much. You can maybe play Minesweeper if, with those type of laptops. But, <laughs> you know, moving on from there. So those are our primary recommendations when it comes to gaming, right? The uh, Asus Zephyrus series, the Razer Blade, as well as the Acer Nitro 5. To be fair, like here in Malaysia, Asus has always been like the very budget option. To be honest. Yeah, and uh, they hold that crown all the way till now. I look at the Nitro 5 and I think like, if I was looking for a budget laptop, that would be something that I would actually interest me, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that that is, uh, again, the primary recommendations for the gaming side of things. If you're ever looking to game on the go, these three recommendations or these four recommendations would be some of the better options for you. But what happens if you're a student? What happens if you're studying? Now, I only have one recommendation, which is if you are doing any color grading work, any design-oriented work, or even any editing-oriented work, do do yourself a favor and get yourself a Mac. Uh, I don't mean the new latest generation M1 MacBook. You can even go back in time slightly and pick up a slightly older MacBook and you will be fine. Now, the reason as to why I say this is not a hardware-related reason. It's a software-related reason. So all of the primary products that people use to edit as well as color grade, so you have Adobe Photoshop as well as Adobe After Effects and all these other Adobe Suite products, they were all originally designed on Mac OS and then later brought to Windows. The reason why MacBooks are such highly recommended products is because these softwares run perfectly with the hardware that Apple has put together in those MacBooks. The more you know, no. Yeah, but what happens if I don't want a MacBook and I don't do color grading work, Aiden? What mm. do we do then? I mean... Well, there's always Windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when it comes to like if you're not you know, like doing editing or any kind of like Photoshop's or audio like engineering with the MacBook and stuff like that. You also have like Dell Inspiron 15 as well as Lenovo ThinkPad. Both of them are a very amazing um, laptop and it's quite like one of the really cheap uh, cheap option if you are working from home especially. Oh yeah, funny you bring that up because both of these that Aiden just mentioned are available from the price range of 2,500 to 3,000 ringgit and for the context of a student, you will be perfectly fine with a laptop like this doing your Microsoft Word work. And mm -hmm. you know what? The Dell Inspiron 15 actually looks very sleek. Nice. It does. It, it does. It, it has a very reason. nice screen as well. Mm -hmm. As of recently, a lot of people go for Dell Inspiron 15 and it's quite amazing how much Dell pumping up this product, particularly for people who are especially working from home right now. Lenovo ThinkPad has been always been a staple here in Malaysia, but right now Dell has been dominated a little bit more during this working from home period. Personally, I'm a really big fan of Lenovo. I have the Lenovo Y700 and I think it's one of the first window devices for me mm -hmm. that 
actually really hasn't had any issues. It's just stable, reliable. Yeah, and uh, to share a little bit further about that as well, Lenovo, whose parent company is actually IBM, originally came out with the IBM ThinkPad many, many decades ago. And we're talking about maybe possibly even two, two to three decades ago. And even after acquiring Lenovo and handing over the ThinkPad branding over to them, they've still kept that level of quality going. And uh, even right now, even if I was to recommend, you know, the ThinkPad S330, for example, right? You're getting a 4-core, four 4-thread four CPU, 16 gigs of RAM, half a terabyte in the form of NVMe storage. And uh, all of this comes at a super affordable price of 3,000 ringgit, along with, you know, a 1080p display and all the other good stuff and all the bells and whistles, just speakers, etc., etc. Lenovo has kind of kept the whole ThinkPad branding and the ThinkPad quality really, really stiff across the last few years. Okay, so that's all the budget options for students. So even if you're working and you really needed a budget option, but let's go a step higher. One would be more suitable for professionals. So yeah, all the recommendations that we just mentioned in the past, you know, gaming laptops can pretty much be used for anything, but Nobody wants to be in the middle of a business meeting and have a, ra- a rainbow keyboard, you know? <laughs> like, uh, the idea about having a work laptop is that it's very well suited to the work that you're doing. And uh, again, I'm going to sound like a Mac shill here or an Apple shill, but of I course. assure you I'm not. Fat of course. Boy. Of course. When you have any really high degree of color grading level of work or even design related work, I'm not going to shy away from recommending the M1 MacBook. The new Apple Silicon M1 chip is absolutely fantastic at doing all of these types of work. And uh, that couples with the fact that Macs typically come with an IPS display that gives you 99.9999% color accuracy when it comes to editing. So, you know, those two couple together gives you the best tools in your arsenal to kind of actually tackle the work or even the studies that you're currently going through. However, if you are a regular person and you don't really like uh, getting a MacBook because the insane premium premium that you may pay, you can always opt for Dell as well as, let's just say, the Microsoft option as of late. So, on Dell's side, there has been the XPS line of laptops. And XPS goes back possibly a decade. XPS is uh, one of the longest standing series of laptops that Dell has been able to output in the last few years. And uh, the idea of the XPS 14, right? It's a small 14-inch laptop. However, it uses the latest CPU from Intel. It uses the 11875G. And uh, to the uninitiated, that is also one of the flagship mobile CPUs right now. Similar to the Ryzen 9, it is 8-core, 16-threads. And it is rather low in terms of power draw. So you're also going to get an insane level of performance while being on the go in the event your laptop ever needs to be taken anywhere. And uh, if we were to talk about the Microsoft recommendation, you also have the Microsoft Surface 4, which just came out within the month of June of 2021. And uh, I have no complaints about this laptop because this laptop comes with a touchscreen display. It comes with a brilliant fold-out keyboard that almost rivals Apple's Magic Keyboard as well. And uh, it gels really, really well with the whole touchscreen element that you can kind of do with Windows 10 as well. One thing about Microsoft Surface, like way back in the days, the one thing I have the major complaint about is the keyboard itself. Especially you have to buy alongside with the accessory. So once Microsoft launched their Surface 4, I think that a lot of people will actually use it on the go a lot because of how compact and slick it is. Um, at least my opinion. Yeah, similar to how people have always selected the MacBook Air in the past, mm. the Surface 4 is probably going to be people's go-to option to rival Mac on the go as well. Because right. in your hand, the Surface 4 can look the size of a tablet. It looks like a tablet. Mm-hmm. It looks like a tablet with like a foldable cover around it. Mm-hmm. But when you actually flip it open and you try to use it, you're not going to get an iPad level experience. You're going to get a proper Windows experience. Right. You're going to have everything that you can do with a regular PC, but 
in your fingertips on the go at all times. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the key like PowerPoints to bring up for <laughs> PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> one of the key PowerPoints to bring up is the fact that now on the go, you have this level of power with you at all times. And, you know, if you were to go somewhere and you had to do some slightly more intense work, let's just say you wanted to edit a video all of a sudden, right? You'd still be able to do this because you have the strongest mobile CPU in the market right now. With that being said, you know, just selecting the model of the laptop that you want, it's not the bee's knees. It's not going to be the be-all, end-all for you to choose. You also have quite a few different factors that come into play when you're choosing a laptop. Yeah, because I was about to ask you, like, what if, like, all these recommendations that they have, like, when they look at in, like, Shopee or Lazada, for example, they couldn't find our recommendation and they'll be like, but, but guys, how do we want to find all the other laptops that's also equally good? That kind of thing, you know? So, yes, thank you for bringing that up because as I am about to say, the webcam is one of the primary things that people look into. I am now realizing that all three of the Asus laptops that I just recommended do not come with webcams. None oh, of them right. come with webcams. And yeah, the thing is, webcams used to be obsolete, but now... <laughs> Everybody needs a webcam. Exactly. (laughs) With the rise of like Zoom and Slack and uh, Google Meets as well, a lot of people really rely on a webcam. You can buy a webcam like as a uh, accessory, but having a built-in webcam in the laptop is really convenient. So yeah, how do you select the correct built-in webcam amongst the list of things that we just recommended? So here is where I'm going to give you the best advice that I can possibly muster right now. Go online. Search up Dave2D on YouTube and check the review of the laptop or check any review of any creator on YouTube. I primarily recommend Dave2D. He's a really, really... I love Dave2D. Yeah, he's a really in-depth review when it comes to laptops. And uh, I'm not a fan of laptops, but I'll still watch his videos because they're really good. Go and check the performance of the laptop that you're interested in on one of the videos online. Look at the webcam performance. See if that satisfies you. See if you think that level of performance will be okay for you on the things that you're going to need to do. Whether it's Monday morning sales calls or Thursday evening lectures. Webcams aren't something that you can pick the model of, right? It's just what's stuck in the laptop, Yeah, right? yep. correct. Exactly. So it's a be-all and all kind of decision. Yep, yeah, exactly. And that brings us into the next point as well, microphones. So again, microphones are proprietary. They are usually engineered by the companies themselves. They're not sound companies. They're not Audio-Technica. They're not AKG. They're ASUS. They're from Taiwan and that's about it. They have no concept as to how German level of audio engineering is like. What you can do is, again, go online, look up a recommendation, look up a video of the laptop that you're interested in and check the mic performance of the laptop as well. Put on a pair of headphones and just listen in to the reviewer. And again, if that level of microphone performance is up to what you're expecting or if it satisfies what your need is on a day-to-day basis, go ahead and pull the trigger. And if it's not, you know, find me on Twitter, I'll give you another recommendation. No, I'm kidding. Just (laughs) think back to all the other laptops that kind of operate within the same price range and check out the reviews for those as well. I mean, there are like options of getting a extended microphone as well, but but this is beside the point. The point is that having a good quality microphone is really important, especially like you don't want to hassle yourself with plugging all these USB connectors. So when it comes to like microphone, I think it's very few that have a really good microphone, at least in my personal take. I don't know about you though. Till date, I have not found a microphone that's better in the M1 Mac. It's always. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now. It, Apple nailed it because it always sounds like. Uh, that kind of that kind of noise. Oh yeah, that that's basically the start of my Monday morning calls all the time. 
Hi, can you hear me? Is this on? <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, going back to what you mentioned just now, you know, you don't want to have to plug an external webcam in. You don't want to have to plug an external microphone in just so people can see and hear you. Mm-hmm. You want these things to be a part of what you're buying already. And uh, when it comes to actually plugging things in, laptop input-output, laptop I.O. as well as the connectors that come on the laptops have been getting more and more limited as of late. The USB ports are disappearing. They're all becoming Type-C ports now. They're all becoming (laughs) teeny-tiny. They're so small. And uh, the problem with those teeny-tiny Type-C ports, they may look really small and really convenient, but if you're going to want to plug anything more than maybe three, four things in at the same time, you're going to have to go through a connector or a dongle of some sort. And uh, again, that's additional cost for you and that's additional wires on your desk as well that you may not want. So if I could just, you know, share a bit of personal advice here. If you're going to buy a laptop in the near future, take a good look at the specification sheet. Look at all of the connectors that are available on the laptop itself. And if you use a USB mouse, for example, and it does not come with a USB type A port, it comes with a USB type B or even a type C port, then maybe that's not the laptop for you in the event you're not interested in getting a converter. With that also said, there are plenty of dongles available online right now. I know a good company by the name of Targus that actually engineers some of the best dongles on the market for both iOS, macOS, as well as Windows. So when it comes to like connectors, I think like, how much port was it for MacBook? I think like two? So if I think back to it correctly, the M1 MacBook comes with three USB Type-C ports. The M1 Mac, the Mac itself, comes with only two. And if you get the Mac Pro, it comes with three. And that's about, and it comes with four, sorry. And that's about all you're going to get. At the end of the day, you're probably going to need to get go out and get some sort of a dongle somewhere because they're all Type-C ports. They're all the teeny tiny type of USB ports. That's the saddest thing about a MacBook, honestly, is... It's just how little ports there are. It's just they are so user friendly in their software. I don't understand why their hardware is not so. Because <laughs> like a lot of like devices still relies on Type A, like the square one. Yeah, yeah, the USB that everybody plugs in the wrong way and then realizes <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that that USB. Everybody loves that one. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about like MacBook. I understand the future proof of it, but at the same time, not all devices are already go around that type of you know like connectors yeah Apple's a little too far in the future the rest of the world hasn't caught up yet aside from like I.O like what are the things like I guess we can talk about like batteries since you talk about like um, the power usage for all the CPUs as well yeah so with that said a lot of the latest generation of CPUs from AMD side have had drastic improvements in terms of mobile performance so they're no longer going to drain your battery within four or five hours the Ryzen 9 CPU on AMD's side which is the highest end CPU you could possibly get in a laptop actually can run for somewhere within the range of 12 to even 14 hours Mm. off of one single charge one single full charge and that's about it okay you might think battery life is no longer that relevant when we are staying at home but have you ever considered now you always have to move your wires Mm -hmm. so if I want to lie down in bed I have to bring my charger to the bedroom oh you better have a long charger or maybe a power right beside your bed because you ain't gonna stretch (laughs) that cable that far then when I want to go to my living room Oh, my desk. You know, I just have to keep carrying the charger. So actually, battery life, I think, is even more crucial now. Right, yeah. Because like, for those who want to, you know, like, chill in their beds and then go to the living room and then maybe like watch YouTube in the kitchen or something like that, having a really long-lasting battery life will be very, very useful because since we stuck at home, we actually want to, you know, like, move around and then... Uh, oh, I don't know, like do some yoga in the living room, I guess, while watching it. Exactly. Um, so so having a much more lasting um, battery life is really, really good as well. Because like we don't really recommend people to actually like plug and full charge it um, like overnight. Yeah, yeah. So 
having a reliable battery, a battery you don't need to worry about, that is truly something in terms of mobile computing. You can feel free to, you know, unplug your laptop, maybe take a call somewhere downstairs, outside, on your roof, you know, whatever floats your boat. And uh, the idea here is you don't want to have to worry about the battery suddenly, you know, dying out halfway through a work call or even a student lecture. So that is why we say, take a good look at the battery specifications that are allowed. The, typically, they always come in a milliamp hour specification. So you can always feel free to look that up and maybe do a bit of your own research as well in terms of the performance. Again, I sound like a broken record player, but watching reviews as well as people who know their stuff about laptops talk about these individual products. Take a good look at the specifications that the laptop seller or even the online Shopee seller is sharing with you and go and review the laptop via an independent reviewer, somebody who has nothing to gain from you buying the laptop. Because that's the best thing that I can recommend for most regular consumers out there. So when it comes to like all these features or factors that we just talked about, what is the game changer for you guys when selecting laptops? For me, I think it would be screen, mm -hmm. screen quality. So yeah, all the people who tend to watch a lot of Netflix or even anime on your laptops, um, you're probably going to be wondering what kind of a screen you're watching it on. A large portion of the laptop market, namely about 91%, all run on a 1080p display, also known as Full HD. We did recap all of this in the TV Buyer's Guide podcast episode as well. Unless it's explicitly mentioned that the screen is a 2K or 4K display, it's probably going to be a 1080p display. Mm -hmm. However, within 1080p itself, you have three different kinds of panels. Now, I'm not going to go into each one of these panels, but the highest end is an IPS panel, as we previously mentioned, which is really accurate when it comes to color grading and the color accuracy. However, the other two panels being VA, which is a vertically aligned panel, as well as a TN panel, are also not half bad at the 1080p resolution. And uh, for content consumption, unless you're staring at your laptop from a really odd angle where the IPS display truly shines with its uh, superior viewing angles, a TN or VA panel will be perfectly fine. So I think based on all of your recommendations, I think that I have a quite a very good idea of what I'm going to look for. Okay, you know what? I know what I'm going to get now. I'm going to go to Shopee. 